All right, bitches, we're here for my first podcast ever. I've never podcasted in my life, but I've done YouTube. I record myself every single day because I'm a narcissist. Just kidding. Okay, so today, for my first topic I've recorded, which feels like I've done a thousand podcasts, but... I'm actually putting the phone up and I'm recording this shit. I just had sort of a breakthrough induced by my tattoo artist back home in Maine, where I'm from. (laughs) And he's very weird, but in the best way. We talk a lot about... uh, We're very similar We talk about a lot of weird trauma things, a lot of psychological things that we do, and recently we've been bonding off of being Scorpio Risings. I don't know, I get, I don't know um, (laughs) if you believe in astrology or not, I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in anything, I just play with everything. I think they, you know, opposites imply the, the word implies the opposite. If I if I believe in nothing, I believe in everything, and that's kind of how I am. So, I'm open minded to anything, any religion, any form of anything, and astrology is one of them. So do not peg me. I mean, you can peg me, but don't peg me as an astrology girl. Just peg me other. Just kidding. I don't do that. Listen, the whole stays untouched for Gabrielle. So, anyway, let's get into the raw, juicy details. We're both Scorpio Risings. And with the Scorpio Rising, we tend to be very, come off as very bold and confident and a little bit intimidating. People either love us or hate us. And which is the persona that I get, but I'm not really like that. But also with Scorpio Rising comes the allure. You know, the vampire's zodiac sign is Scorpio. I mean, everyone knows that most Scorpio, most most vampires, people are like, oh, they're so Scorpion. And with that allure comes a lot of people just falling in love with you randomly. Like I said, they either love you or they hate you. If people don't hate me, they love me. Like people, it's, they can come upset, not obsessed. I think that's more of a male Scorpio rising thing, but because women are more apt to become obsessive, I think, because we're in our heads more. Um... But for males versus me, I think people feel this energetic vibration. Uh, let me read what my, ther- my therapist, I mean my freaking tattoo artist said to me. And it, he put it in a good way. About why so many people are coming into my life and they get so in love with me, but I just am not in love with them. And... Why I have that dynamic so much where I've had a lot of boyfriends and a lot of guys that I just, I sort of string along unconsciously that I know I don't feel the same for them, but they become obsessed with me and I need to know that they love me. I need to know that they, they need me. Like it's, let me explain. He goes, I think the trick is to be careful who to do it with, which he means like the dynamic of someone being obsessed with you, but you're kind of like not in it. Some people are way too desperate to fall face first into fairy tale. Let's call the need want desire. And this is where he goes. Desire is an energetic tension. 
It's not just easy domination of someone. The highest quality desire you can only get from people who think they have a say in the matter. Yes, yes. Here's the thing. When we play the game, we are always aiming low. It requires that you don't aim for someone who can just reject you because they start off with more power. We actually get vamped by them. So while Incubus Succubus game is delicious, it might also reveal a thing or two about ourselves that's actually really scared to be rejected. So we prey on the desire of puny lesser mortals. Puny lesser mortals. Now, ah, those are not my words. However, I... I believe that is so, so true. And I'm going to get to my point here about childhood trauma and how we play out these traumas in our adulthoods and how even things you struggle with probably always can be tied back to a dynamic you were taught when you were a kid. The first five to ten years of your life sets the tone for the rest of your life. There's no more pivotal years as those first five to ten years of your life. And people are like, no, 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 you're such a therapy girl, you psych major, like, everything doesn't mean everything. Well, you know what, I do think everything's connected. I think we are all connected. I think everything's connected. And I think the reason we are here is because of what we were taught when we were born. Is that so hard to believe that the dynamics that are ingrained in your subconscious head are all from when you were a kid? It's, It's the dynamic that sets the tone. It sets the tone. It doesn't mean it just dictates your entire life. It sets a tone. Um, for me, I grew up with, with my single mother. My dad was always a consistent love in my life. He always, I always knew my dad loved me. He loved me in all the love languages. My father figure was amazing. He went to, he, we had some rocky roads, but he, when it comes to emotional, he was always there. I know my dad loves me. I love my dad. It was a very consistent, um, secure attachment. Beautiful. How a parent should be. Um, but with my mother, growing up with her as a single mom, where I lived with her majority of the time, she had me when she was 20, and she kind of didn't really learn any emotional intelligence yet and really projected a lot of her feelings on me. And as her first daughter, I mean, her only daughter, she has a young boy, but it's not the same, you know, it's, it's, I'm her daughter, I'm her prodigy, like, you know, like, I'm like what she, you know, dictates, very controlling, and uh, I lived at my entire life with a woman that doesn't really know how to manage her own emotions, is not self-aware, um, projects all of her insecurities on other people, who gets major anxiety, who can kind of get depressed, who, doesn't really know how to hold her own um financially practically yes my mother is always there for me but emotionally day after day it was like I had to parent her um the tears that were induced by her every single day not wearing makeup to school sometimes because I knew she was gonna make me cry um just her words really cut deep you know I was just never good enough um 
Everything I did was an issue. If I lost the remote, it was that I was so irresponsible and that I was never going to be able to have a life outside of her because I'm just so irresponsible and I forget everything and that I'm never going to be able to live on my own because I forget everything and or that I'm mean and that I don't think about other people because I don't want to feed the dogs tonight. Um... I think a lot of people can relate to those words of your parent taking little tiny actions that you do and blowing them into you as a person, a representative of this one action. And it's so not true. And fuck you to all the parents that do that because you really, really fuck up your kids, honestly. You really do. And parents like that have such low self-esteem. They don't realize that their kid loves them the way they do because they've never been loved. And I get that, but they do that to you because they have low self-esteem and they don't believe anyone can love them. They don't believe that their kid could love them, like love them, love them because they don't know what love is, but they do. If they went back to their childhood, they probably seeked out that same love and validation from their parents as I am doing with her. But she can't see that. But anyway, I digress. When you are a kid, all you want is validation and love from your parent. That's literally all you want until you become a teenager. Like, yes, you want to have fun and have friends, but your parents are your life. And anyone that denies that, you're a fucktard and I am done with you. Because fuck you. Like, fuck you. It's not true. Um... And for me, I always, always was trying to get my mother to be happy. I was the one every day lifting her spirits and being there as a shoulder for her to cry on. And I was the parent and I, it was never good enough. We'd have a good day, one good day where she didn't yell. She was happy. She gave me validation. I love you, sweetie. You're the best daughter in the world. And one little trigger would turn her from from cold from hot to cold uh hot to cold always hot to cold it was always that way with her and then five minutes later after she'd blow up on me and scream about me about how i'm a quitter and i'm a loser in life because i don't want to play basketball in aau anymore then she would be like why are you crying why are you crying why are you crying invalidating every feeling i had meanwhile i was validating every feeling she had that dynamic is what you learn. And some people don't realize they had the dynamic as a child. I'm only realizing it until now that this hot and cold, hot and cold, I thrive off of. I look for it now in people. I now look, I have my whole life, but I'm now realizing that I look for people that are in need so that I can fix them and help them like I did with my mother. and But the only difference is they finally give me that validation back. And it is glorious. And I look for it. And it, it's not love. This is, this is straight, trauma-induced, toxic manipulation, what I do. And I don't realize it, but I do it unconsciously. I get weak people. I help them. I fix them. I act like I love them when I think I might love them. 
But then once they're fixed and they heal and they prove to me that I am worthy and they need me and they love me in all the ways that my mother never validated me, I am done with them. Now that I have gotten that validation, I am done. I move on to the next person to seek that fleeting, that fleeting love. It's not love. It's fleeting. The fleeting needs is what I'm seeking. And it's quite ironic because I'm such a free-spirited person, I would consider myself, and not materialistic at all, not surface level. I want deep connections. I want deep things in life. I don't want money. I don't care about all that. But it's kind of ironic because the one thing that I seek in dynamics and relationships is extremely surface level. All I want is to be validated and feel loved in ways my my mother never made me feel. And once I get it, I'm done with it. That's fleeting. That's not real love. That's not what I preach to people that I'm free spirited and love's the only thing. And as long as you have love and family, you're all set it's 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 fucking hypocritical honestly and i'm finally realizing how fucked up i am and i think i just wanted to come on here and say this because you and life are going to continuously have breakthroughs every time every i think every relationship you have or things that you seek and think about what makes you feel happiest if someone asked me that aside from obviously my family and travel i would say the honeymoon stage of a relationship. It, there's nothing better in the world for me than those feelings in the honeymoon stages when they are becoming so obsessed and dreamy and in love and validating me. Why, why does that stuff make me feel like a fucking drug? Why does it make me feel, and I get everyone loves this, but I in particular love this because once the honeymoon stage is over, it doesn't last long before I'm done with them. And things like that, you need to reflect. You need to go, why? Why am I repeating these cycles? Why does this dynamic keep happening? If something keeps happening over and over and over again in your life, it is not their fault or the world's fault. You are the common denominator in this situation. Maybe you need to look in a mirror and do some self-reflection. And that's what I'm trying to do. And from here on out, I need to go, how am I going to change? How do you change something that is trauma? How do you, how do you change trauma? It's so deeply rooted in you. How do you change it? Part of me right now is going, maybe you never do. Um, I'm not in therapy. I tried it. I just didn't have a good therapist. I need to find another one. But also, I think therapy is a lot about revealing things about yourself and it's not about fixing them. And so if you're someone that is not extremely self-aware right now and don't know about any traumas, maybe enter therapy to get someone to talk to about it. Reveal those things about yourself. But the problem with me is I know so much about me. I am extremely self-aware to the point where it's self-destructive. Um, but the difference with me is now I have to fix it. And a therapist can't do that. Nobody can do that but you. And I'm at that turning point now where it's like, okay, Gabby, now that you're becoming so aware of these things, what are you going to do to change them? Um, I'm trying to think, how can I stop having these fleeting relationships? How can I stop getting bored after a year and moving on? Um, and if you have these this 
issue too, where you get into a relationship and you get bored after a year after the honeymoon stage wears off. Maybe you have some of this dynamic from your childhood that I'm talking about. Um, There are a lot of reasons why people do this. Um, But then there are a lot of people out there that have such strong, secure attachment style. It's beautiful. They are capable of falling in love and staying in love and committing and choosing that person every day and not wanting more. And I am so freaking envious of those people. I'm so envious. I wish I could, but I, 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 I don't know. I, um, I have some issues I got to work out. (sighs) And from here, I don't really have that much more to say on my rant because I'll just keep going off on tangents about all this trauma. But I just, I think we're entering an age of self-awareness that is so beautiful right now. And I don't want to be the cliche psychology major girl that's like into astrology and therapy and like it's in free spirited. I'm so easy to be like pegged as that way, but I'm not. I genuinely want. (laughs) I literally love everyone. I really, really do. And I think that everyone, I don't know. Anywho, I need to go pack. I'm going back to Los Angeles this weekend. I'm going to be there for about a week before I come home for spring break. And then I'll be home for a while, go to Florida. And I go to school at University of Southern California. I'm supposed to graduate in May. Which, (laughs) you know, is a complete waste of time to do college. I'm not for it, but whatever. We do it anyway because... We don't know anything different. The school system does not teach us any other options besides college. I wonder why. (laughs) Um, It's all such a freaking scam. I can go on so many rants about the world, but this is going to be on child... uh, What should we call this? Induced trauma. um, Childhood-induced trauma. um, Mother-induced trauma. Or should we call it just childhood trauma... Or should we call it to be a Scorpio rising? <laughs> I don't freaking know, bruh. I'm going to think of one. Anywho, thanks for listening to me for like 20 minutes, 15, I don't know. I'm going to try to make these longer. And I'm just going to start a, po- a podcast on Spotify and just start putting shit like this up and just fuck it. Who gives a shit? Anywho, see you for my episode number two. I can't believe this is my first one. I've been thinking about this for so long and I just, I don't know, just have never done it. I always have these weird thoughts. But if you or your loved one experience uh, fleeting relationships and can never be committed, uh, tune in and subscribe and follow to this podcast. Thank you and have a good day. My name is Jeff. Just kidding. (laughs) So David Dobrik when he's done with Fuse. Ah, Okay, have a good day. Peace, love, and cocoa butter. I don't know why the fuck I say that. All right, signing off. 
Sayonara, bitches. Go get your fucking chakras aligned. Fuck the chakras. Go go lay in bed. Go go lay in your car. Get some sticky notes. Put them on your roof. Your your moon roof if you got one and you're bougie. Don't worry, I'm not bougie. I got a Nissan Altima. It's only <laughs> holding together by duct tape. Uh, and write out your dreams. Write out things that you want in your life. And put them up there. And look at the stars and read them over. Some of mine are like, manifestation is real. Like, you will be on Big Brother. You will live in Scotland. You will do these, you'll travel the country in a van. You'll do these things. Like, go set your intentions and go be content with your life. Content. All right. Anyway, peace. Bye.